0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello, welcome to True Faith Weekly Podcast, uh, live from the car on the way back from Evan the way on the M62 between... uh, Liverpool in Manchester, he's just fallen over, we just stopped off at the services that doesn't sell food. the, the day is getting worse somehow, so obviously I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Ben Wade, Andrew Boller and Simon Carmel and Michael Carling to talk about Newcastle's pathetic, full names only, Full names only. we're to Newcastle's absolutely pathetic, uh, like laughable performance that we've just all taken half days off work for, like about a load of thousand other Newcastle fans, uh, plenty to talk about today about what this means for the team, the players, and particularly the manager moving forwards because it looks like uh, we are headed for the championship, deservedly so as well. So, lads, I'll open up the floor. Uh, who would like to start off talking about team selection because that was the big thing that raised eyebrows for a kickoff?
2: Yeah, I'll do it. I thought um, the only positive we can take from today is that he's gone back to four at the back. Um, Thomas it looks like He uh, must be injured surely if he's come off at half time. Um push
3: shades.
2: <laughs> um was was very poor at left back he just he just negates any chance we got of attacking down the left, but even even that said Whitney just didn't wanna play. So him on the left was just as well as we had had no left side. Perez up front, um is, is a ludicrous decision on his own. To play a weak, slow, centre-forward on his own, as part of a 4-5-1, is, is pointless. It's just absolutely pointless.
1: Yeah, so what I, I agree with you. I think the selection of Perez up front was just absolutely baffling. I put it on Twitter before the game saying... Corner can't understand Robin Medvedic against Jack Jelke and the other lad who plays centre-back in... Funes Mori. Yeah, Funes Mori. What I thought was particularly poor from Perez was that he, playing up front by himself consistently in the first half anyway, failed to keep his position. He went looking for the ball, so we're just playing with no one up front. Wijnaldum was shocking again, but I'll, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, team selection-wise, it was just the wrong striker. Uh, I thought Townsend did alright, started well, bit of pace was direct, what we need, but like you say it was so poor defensively I mean Coleman was having an absolute field day down that side, basic stuff, but Bolland, I'll, I'll, I'll open it to you, can you can you try and uh, tell us why McLaren thought that start now, say so Perez up front by himself would be a good idea Yeah, I mean, I think
4: for me when he played up front by himself last year like people don't give him enough credit he is a lot stronger and he's you know he's not the quickest but he, he makes space for himself so I can sort of understand why he play him up front but only in a team that served to create chances which was something that we just didn't look interested in doing in this game at all I don't think we had a shot in the first half um, and playing players up front I think is a decent idea if, if you want to score but the way McLaren set the team up uh, it just didn't look like they wanted to score goals. They were, they were quite happy just to sit back and maybe grind out a draw, which for me, you know, it's not it's not good enough. Um, I know Dodds has spoken about it a few times on the podcast in the past. Our away record is terrible, and particularly in McLaren, we go away from home and and don't look bothered
1: about trying to win games um, or or salvage anything really. Um, well, yeah, I agree with that. Um, side like, can you try and Put into words what McLaren's tactical setup was for that team because I, I can't understand what the plan was for that team in the first half. Any I, idea? I don't understand why you're asking
3: us to try and make sense of what
1: McLaren's done. I've got no idea
3: like you, I, I just don't understand it. Of all the games that dropped Mitrovic this wasn't the one, it was maybe it's a home game against a, a weak team like West Brom coming up this weekend. That's why you might put Perez up front on his own and then go for a pacey attack and try and catch them and get two or three goals. in a game where you're going to have very little possession, why would you take the only player on your team that's got any ability to hold the ball up in the other team's half out of the team? And, uh, all right, Townsend, I I don't want to be too critical of him in his first game, but he struggled because in the exact same situation, we we just weren't holding on the ball in the other team's half, we weren't getting forward with the ball. And so he's also both wasted and almost, like, negated by that. Wijnaldum hasn't touched the ball. Sussurgao got in for a lot of grief today he was really poor but it was another situation where Cesaro kind of got three men marking him and it's very easy for them it it we it 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 say it every week we're so easy to play against and he's done it again he's just made us so easy to beat I, I, I can't understand what he's trying to do I, I really don't have no idea uh,
4: I sort of agree with what you're saying there I think Perez uh, was let down by the midfield today but I also feel like the way the McLaren set the team up he, can't blame the midfield too much But the likes of Wijnaldum, Sissoko, Townsend and Shelby Just didn't create anything for us in the final third And so that that really didn't help Perez yeah.
3: we, we commented on this Before we went back to a kind of 4-4-2 When we were playing this kind of daft 4-2-3-1 Whatever you want to call it Formation that McLaren tried early on the season We commented on the front five being so far apart And that was evident today You had Perez lost 10 yards away from anyone else Townsend was right out on one wing Sissoko's out right out on the other wing our front five were so far apart there was no link up there was no partnerships there was no kind of building up play it was just kind of ping the ball to one of them and see if something happens and we, it just broke down every time yeah. it's just it's not how
4: you play football in the Premier League yeah. one, one of the things like our midfield is quite slow at getting forwards it's like what which, which what Mitrovic does quite well is he manages to hold the ball up long enough for them to react yeah Whereas Perez is not quite as good at that, and you see it so many times. I mean, Rooney's been criticised for it a lot this season. Is coming looking for the ball, and what uh, Dodds was saying before, Perez dropping deep was a result of the fact that our midfield doesn't react to attacking very
1: well. You um, just made the point on that in the first half. Perez put a tackle in in the uh, right back position. Funny Castle, whilst playing centre forward, I can confirm Romulo mm-hmm. Lukaku did not appear at any point at right back for Everton.
4: Yeah. <laughs> sorry? <laughs> I missed that, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Just, but Ross Barkley was given so much time on the ball that they were able to sort of get forward, and Lukaku wasn't in a situation where Perez was, where he, he had to come and look for the ball because Everton were quite, you know, they weren't brilliant, but they were better than us at moving the ball forward
5: to their forwards. Yeah. Um. I just think the Everton, the midfield, Cleverly, I don't particularly rate McCarthy's nothing special, and Gareth Barry is decent, but they, they, so. they but, but, yeah, they he's is. he's past his best. yet yeah, they'll not have an easier game this season. The three of them constantly had time on the ball. They were all getting involved defensively in um, covering the wingmen, so Sissoko and uh, Andros Townsend. Every time they got the ball, one of McCarthy and Cleverly. And then Barry were always around them, so they were literally like tripling up on on them at times. Um, and in games like that, you need to bring backs to be helping out. Obviously, Dummett first half just sort of left left Shelby to try and uh, sorry not Shalvey times to try and get forward. The one time he did go forward, he fell over and gave <laughs> away the ball um, for a throw in. So that probably dampened his spirits and sort of made him go back to his shell a bit. Um, I thought Yamat was one of his poorest games, just didn't really get involved going forward. Um, There was a couple of times, I mean, he was was trying to get forward, but I think it was one of his least effective games, just mainly as well because him and Sasoka just couldn't get that link up that's usually um, so potent, well, can be so potent for at times. and yeah and I think a lot of it stemmed from as, as you have already said
6: <laughs> this
5: is funny because our, get... our slip road's closed <laughs> so we're going to have one. to go to Manchester to get home on to the next one <laughs> when it rains but just as you have already said the, the Paris decision just the, because he just wasn't up front <laughs> we just didn't have that photo point Don't go to turn okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll just i little I'm waiting to see the sat
1: House got below three hours for the first time, even though we need to stop off at some point. And I'm kind of anxious to see what it jumps up do now. When <laughs> it realises we, we can't go the way we're supposed to be going because the bloody road's closed.
5: But and anyway. Ben was that, so the road was closed. Wyn-Yaldum. Well, then I, I was going
1: to ask you the, the, about Winyaldum. Um, so Everton obviously got an extra man in midfield, but we have a man playing off the striker. He is can beat absolutely nothing away from home. Do you think it's time to drop him because his performance was pathetic today?
5: Pathetic. I wouldn't drop him at home against West no, Brom, but, not, but obviously not. the next away game, we've we've, we've seen it. so um do you away that is? Yeah, first-handed, we've seen it too many times. He just he doesn't get involved in games. And I don't know why that is. It's just bizarre, but I think it's probably the way teams set up at home, as opposed to when, obviously, the company's in Newbury's Park Um, today. Just, I think he just had a bad game today, to be honest. When they were trying to play the ball into him, his touch was off. He was losing the ball. He he just didn't. He didn't contribute anything worth note, um, which was really disappointing. And if if you're going to do that, as you've you've already alluded to, why not play Perez in that role? where at least he's at his best when he's he's getting the ball in the, in the feet and he's a, he's a tricky player, he, he can create his, his own space and, and cause problems and then you've got Mitrovic who's going to hold up the ball up front and get everybody involved but I think tonight just for, for whatever reason just the midfield just didn't click, Shelby was struggling to get on the ball and get any space, I think he he had his, um, had had a poor game Saive looked solid first half, but then obviously, he when he went off, it just left a massive hole. Obviously, I think they meant for Winyard to sort of drop in and play his role. They they just left uh, Bartley the, the run of the pitch, and it, it just just meant we we're, we're basically that was the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, just to play devil's advocate on
2: that, um is going to get a lot of criticism for today and rightly so. But, but is he no? No one ever criticises
1: him. No, he doesn't. Um, Mentioned how shit. Who he is, constantly away,
2: from home. away from home, yeah. The um, the thing is, the team's not set up in a way that's gonna that's gonna allow Wijnaldum to play to his strengths away from home because because of McLaren, really. Like the midfield, even even without playing the the intercall back duo that we all hate so much, it's still set up so defensively and so deep that Wijnaldum, when he's picking up the ball, has got nothing. Nothing to play with Particularly when Perez Is playing on his own up front And is, isn't up front So I, I presume at least At least from the fans Maybe not from McLaren when Wijnaldum's going to pick up a, a lot of stick from,
1: from his performance today One of the things uh, Which really annoyed me tonight about McLaren is it, it was said it a lot Especially during the Leicester And Palace defeats Earlier season Is that when things Start going wrong He just starts moving players All over the shop so obviously moving uh Aaron's to left back was a farce. Like he could have brought on cells and put sorry, he could have brought on Steven Taylor and put Colacini or Lacelles at left back. He couldn't have, would not have done any worse than Aaron's. Um, but again you had Sosogo playing up front for about twenty minutes alongside Metrovic was terrible. You had him playing right wing, you had him playing left wing, he had him playing Holden Midfield, you had Townsend on the left, on the right. Just it just never works. I don't think it's ever worked for, for any manager. So like do you think this is the sign, Holland, of a man under a lot of pressure, or do you think, listen, at least he was trying something, something kind of change? Um, we were screaming out for changes, to be fair.
4: Yeah, I think it's a combination of the, him being under pressure and also not really having a clue what to do. Um, anyone who's watched the Sogo play for Newcastle knows those best positions on the right wing. When he's when he's played in the middle, he's looked lost. The game passes him by, and I think moving him inside was ridiculous. Um, Aaron's is, a, is an odd one obviously we don't have too many options on the bench but it, it feels a bit like he was getting minutes for the sake of getting minutes when what this lad really needs is to come on and play in his actual position uh, he's obviously very decent on the ball very good going forwards as we've seen in the past and playing, him at, playing at left back the players around him sort of looked a bit hesitant to give him the ball and I don't know why that's because they're so used to not passing to Dumit but uh, they just they didn't look like they wanted to give him the ball and the occasional time that he did get on the ball he looked he looked alright but he needs to be playing a lot further up the pitch than left back um, I, I could be wrong but I think he was uh, at fault for their first penalty yeah. and that's a, that's a position that he, he shouldn't have been put in he shouldn't be responsible for that sort of thing um, you know when you've got a player like him who's very young and people are competitive to Raheem Sterling he shouldn't be being put in these sort of situations which are just ridiculous he's not a left back He's a
2: left wing. Yeah, Sterling wouldn't have got played a left back for Liverpool last year, would he? So in in no he in play no play world play whatsoever. He, he played wing back. It's different. Yeah. He You wouldn't have played genuine left back, the the left back of the team. <laughs> it's a
3: joke. Completely different. I have nothing to add. It was a joke.
1: That's <laughs> exactly right. the other players like he's moving all over the shop. How you know? Do you, as I said, do you, was it something you want to see? Was Was anyone thinking? You know what we need here.
2: Sissoko up front. I, it I think, Sorry. I, it's just a farce moving Sissoko around. If you look at the way Everton lined up today, they were playing I, I think was it Oviedo left back? Yeah. Oviedo who's a who's a winger? Our best attacking player is Sasogo when he plays on the right. But let's move let's let's not play him on the right. Against a, a person who's not left back. Let's just move him inside or play him on the left or play him up front. It's a it's a joke. It's a it's a farce. They've lined up with with a poor player in the perfect position for Newcastle to play against, and we've moved our only decent
3: attacking threat away from him. It's it's farcical. Um, um, he's done he's done what you do on, when you have like a stinker on Football Manager, and you just start moving players around, think, oh crap, well, maybe this will work, and you get punished more no more than not. Even a Football Manager, you get punished for stupid stuff like that. He's a, he's a Premier League football manager, and he just starts hoying players along the job. Hoping for a quick fix to what are obviously massive problems. We just embarrass ourselves every time.
4: I think one of the things is particularly the left back is it it boils down to that he just hasn't been equipped with the players he needs in that squad. If he's like we we desperately needed to sign a left back particularly, but just another defender. We've got one of the worst defenses in the league, if not the worst defense in the league, and we've gone out and we've splurged. What is it like? Must be close to thirty million on players great but we've not like, actually signed anyone in the pla- places that we needed On board number 10. Like, another, another striker would have been lovely a- an actual defender whether it was you know, another centre-half or a left-back um, to fill in these gaps so we've ended up playing a good young left- left-wing attacking prospect at left-back I and mean, it's, it's just ridiculous that you know a club that's supposed to have the stature that we do doesn't have a squad capable of filling in a left-back position like not even someone like in the youth squad, that plays left back, that could yeah. possibly like fill in, <laughs> we have to just go and pick players from other positions. It's like evident it's something that Everton have done quite well this year, with, like defenders, bringing them through the youth team and playing them like, in in position. Uh, and it's just something that we seem to fail to do year year after year
1: after year. I, um, it's a it's a joke. Uh, ben, how would you assess the for the debut of Andrew Thompson? Um.
5: It was disappointing, but I don't think put too much blame on him individually just because he was sort of hung out a dry a little bit in terms of he didn't really get any support. Um first half obviously had Domet who just refuses to to contribute going forward. <laughs> that wasn't that, that wasn't, it wasn't funny, but it was when he found out And then obviously um, Aaron's second half, who's just not a left back, doesn't know where he should be positional-wise. Um like most most teams Everton are one of those teams that have been heralded for years for the, the chemistry that their left side has. Usually PR and Baines, obviously it wasn't them either of them two today. But you, you you watch them play football together and they're just like on the same wavelength and they attack they as a couple. Neither of them individually are particularly outstanding players. Together they're one of the best partnerships in the, in the Premier League on the on their on their day. Um, They're just him problems, and you can say that sometimes we get that out of Jan, Matt and Servo. But you were hoping that Townsend coming in will at least sort of give give uh, Dummett a, a, a proper winger in front of him who who he can start to build a partnership with. But just didn't see any of that. It was just too disjointed. I think Townsend probably felt like he was he, he probably felt like he had to do more, like force force it a bit too much. Obviously trying to take players on and. Um, when, he did, when he did get to the byline, his, his crossing was quite poor, um, it, it was just a, a day to forget. But I think, to, to be fair to him, even if he had been getting the ball in the box, there was no one in there, um, and it was just it was just a, a poor, poor team all-round performance that nobody really, um, you, you can't really judge anyone on that other than that, we're, we're just we're not very good away from home.
2: Talib was um, in exactly the same position as when has been all season on the left. He's he's just on his own. It's it's pointless.
5: It, it's you might as well
2: not have a left side of the pitch when you've
5: got a left back. It's ineffective going forward. as doing It's it. it's hard to judge him on that because obviously I think he was genuinely trying. He got a couple of uh, he got kicked a couple of times, which went completely un um, unpunished off the referee, which was a bit mental. Um, just didn't get any protection from that side of things, um, and it just it was just one of it just. Had we have started Mitrovic, it might have got him in the game earlier, and then he might have had a better game because he would have he would have had someone to, to play off and had something to aim for in the box. But it just it just never materialised, and and I think Everton just played perfectly. They they just controlled the ball first half. I mean, it was not even a contest. Newcastle was so off the off the pace, off the uh, just couldn't keep a hold of the ball, and and were just really really poor. I think with Townsend, it's sort
4: of important to remember that this is a guy that. Although he's in England at national, hasn't played a lot of Premier League first-team football over the last eighteen months, so it's, it's obviously going to take him a little bit of time to get up to speed. Having said that, he looked very one-dimensional, and I wasn't—I was—I personally wasn't pleased when he got switched over to the right. Um, I think he's—he's he's better as a left winger. That's his position. That's where we should play him, and it goes back to what we were talking about before. But moving players around, like he should have just stayed on the left, or we should have taken him off and brought someone else on.
1: Um, I didn't really have that option I did it because we used two subs. Yeah, I thought he played all right. I I like his direct nature. I thought he he, he give Everton uh, a bit of a something to think about compared to Sogo was so poor, you I know, mean, his biggest family was so poor and nice. Um, you know, he won a couple of corners, he he, he took on players a couple times. very unlucky, i had to agree with Ben. I thought the referee was very poor and nice. We we left before the last pen In the red card so no idea what's happened there, but um, I thought the ref in general was very, very lenient on a lot of Everton players going in hard and likes at Townsend and it's very harsh on some of our players. But I think I think it'd be a really good player for Newcastle. He needs space in front of him and he needs like we said an overlapping a fullback uh to make space for him. You know, I think he'll score goals and I think he'll get assists, so all the same. I mean, you,
5: you can't judge him on that. It was just a bad bad night. Um let's see what he does against West Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to come from him. I was surprised a few weeks ago after the Washington
1: game when people criticised Shelby and you know, he picked up a lot of criticism mate, and a couple of you lads have disagree totally with that I mean, who wants to say he was poor and then I'll stick up for him? Um, I feel like Shelby because we saw what he can do against West
4: Ham since then it's been quite a significant drop-off from, you know, people talk about him like when he's on his game being brilliant and one of the concerns over him has been when he's not in his game, he's very ineffectual, and I think, again, tonight he was, and one of the things that we sort of picked, on, picked up on, especially well, me and Mickey, uh, was that he does a lot of finger pointing, um, he likes to point for other people to be in, in their position, which is which is fine, but you need to back that up with your own performance, which I, d- I don't feel like he did tonight, um, he is our player that needs to sort of grab the game and take control, and maybe it's I don't I don't rate Save Save or it's called like on the three games I've seen him so far and maybe when he plays alongside Colbach or even Teode if he stays he might look a bit stronger but I thought the game passed him by at times today um, I don't know if anyone's
2: going to I, think I disagree with that a bit I think uh, if he's going to if he's going to play in the centre midfield it's got to be alongside Chelsea because he, he's not going to be the one that's making what?
5: Make, Chelsea, gonna play
2: making chances Save has got to be alongside Shelvey, not, um, not callback or Diouf. Oh, no, neither of those should be anywhere near a Premier League midfield. Um, i sorry. I thought he was. I thought he was alright today, but an, an unlucky bit of taken off. Shelby I thought was very poor. Yeah, but sorry, we just had an <laughs> absolute maniac driver. Just <laughs> swerve across three lanes for no
4: reason. And I, do, I just, don't think that Shelby so far, aside from West Ham, has shown that he's capable of doing that. No, I think um,
2: the last two games. I, I don't know whether you said before, Daz. I couldn't quite hear that you thought he was all right against um, against Watford last time out. But I thought he was appalling, appalling against Watford. And I thought he was very, very poor again today. He looks. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm just judging him based on his reputation as well as what he's shown us here. But he looks like he's temperamental and when he's, when he's not in the mood. He just. He's, he's just a very,
4: very poor. He's got a of very silly tackles he made.
2: Yeah, and if he if he's going to be a temperamental midfielder that's that's putting in performances which are entirely reflected on his on his general mood on that day, then that's just it's not going to be good enough for what we needed. It's not it's not good enough for twelve million pounds, and it's it's certainly not going to save us from the relegation that we currently look like we're hurrying towards.
1: I, I just thought... I mean, when we, I want to talk about the away-in the and in Newcastle fans in general, but I thought... Since the West Ham game, I think I said it on the West Ham podcast, West Ham were a bit... I thought a bit arrogant when they played us. we had every right to be because we're rubbish and they're not, but the, they gave them free reign for that match. No one closed them down, no one put pressure on them. And since then, the, the opposition have realised, right, two things. Here's how you stop Newcastle. Castle. Stop the right side. Stop John Shelby you'll be right. I think Well, I disagree with you on Colback. I think he's a good player, but I think Colback and Shelby complimented each other very well, and I think it's no surprise that since Colbach, uh, Shelby lost Colback, he hasn't looked as good. But I thought tonight, he's, he's trying to play the ball forwards, he's trying to do stuff, he played a couple of lovely balls in the second half, long balls for Mitrovic, and it's like, it's, that's what you want from a player, but I, I get the feeling Newcastle fans, and this this this, this goes for Mitrovic as well, Um The grief Mitrovic was getting when he missed his chance was incredible compared to the grief that McLaren and the team were getting in the first half when actually um, didn't have a shot. I'd rather have a player who, like Mitrovic, who was was actually in the box causing defenders problems and missing chances, yes, and, and he might score a few compared to just not having any shots. I thought I thought Perez's performance was a disgrace tonight, and I thought Mitrovic played very well when he came on. I think the reaction to Mitrovic missing is just born out of weeks
4: and weeks now of frustration with him missing chances, like chance chance after chance after chance. I'm
1: not not having it. He doesn't miss the chances. I can only think of of of, of the the the, the game against Everton, Sunderland, Aston Villa, Stoke. Who did he miss? I don't think he missed any. sitters against Stoke. Off-ball. You need to look back through the games. Right, you need to go and watch one Stoke in Stoke in every and, game like, it, the biggest problem is
4: he gets so many chances and he hits them all at the keeper. Like we made but in that Stoke game, for example, he made Butland look absolutely world class, and Butland's had a brilliant season this year. But people were like going wild about Butland's
1: performance. that Berlin, game. Not- I know, he missed a chance against Everton at home. And tonight, where he should have scored, he should like that. No questions about it. It's not like he's missing open goals, it's, but listen, he has to do better, he has to start scoring. I, I know that he's about four yards up tonight. He's, he's four a, yards, but, but the movement to get there on the stretch is, 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 is fantastic. The ball is fantastic from Sissoko. <laughs> just it, It's more like yes, people are now allowed to be annoyed that he's missing chances, but the, the fact is that at least he's getting chances when he doesn't play we don't get any chances and put, the point is the same about Shelby it's like no one likes Teoday no one likes neither. but people seem to get really annoyed at him when he tries things when he tries to move the ball forwards at pace and it's like it's not always going to work and it's the same with Andros Townsend there was already people having a go at him tonight, night having a go to Soga, and Soga was pathetic but It's like, why why, are Newcastle fans so angry about players? And like, everyone, the frustrating thing for me is everyone goes on these days about Lauren Robert, right? You know, you need a lot of stuff on Twitter, speak Newcastle fans. We used to go to the match and get abuse from fans because we're we're, we're, we're such big Lauren Robert fans. Lauren Robert was a fantastic player, what a player for Newcastle. You, 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 every, no one can uh, dispute that now. You know what? Especially the first three seasons, his goals and assist record was, was practically second and none. Apart from possibly Robert Perez, who played for us in the same period, who was a great of the Premier League. Newcastle fans didn't like Lauren Robert. The time or a, a large, large section of the support didn't want Lauren Robert in the team, and it's like Newcastle fans seem to have a problem. With players who try to do things. And the same with Hatton Ben Arfa, Everyone can agree to Hal, in fact, that Ben Arfa was a good player. For long periods of his Newcastle career, 10 11 before he picked up his injury, um, and then 11 12 particularly for a lot of that season, in the corner where we were, people used to give him dogs' abuse if he lost the ball. And it's like, I just don't get it. you, you want to have some good players playing for us who actually try and create chances and score goals. Yet the lads who are getting on the end of the chances, creating the chances, are getting more abuse. And the lads who are just rubbish, particularly away from home, constantly in Perez and uh, when you them, who are fantastic players, and I like them. But their, their performances over the past few weeks, away from home, particularly, has been fitful. And it's almost like a, an insult to say that you know, people are angry at Midovic and calling him all sorts of names, I meaning he's, he's 21 years old for a start. Perez is young, but well, I know who I'd start next game, and it's not Perez, yeah. Well, i
4: I like Mitrovic I think everything he does On the pitch Like he wins balls Sometimes that he's got No right to win But equally I think he's also had Like a slightly easy ride Like hes I know he scored Five goals this season Which is four more Than Riviere did last year But Riviere was the same Last season He was getting in positions And missing chances And everyone was On his back Straight away And it's sort of Starting to happen With Mitrovic now And I think he's had An easier ride Than maybe Riviere Got last year Because People were straight on him but Mitrovic has sort of become Sort of like a, like a cult figure almost Despite not actually providing the goods And how how you judge a striker Is how many goals they score It doesn't like, necessarily make what we what we
2: did In Vivier right though Like I, I don't think Vivier's a good footballer By any stretch of the imagination But To criticise someone we, for, it's, a, it's, it's like the, It's the oldest thing in the book isn't it The worry okay. is when you're not creating chances Rather than when you're not scoring The chances that you create. Um and Mitovic is, is getting in the position to score, but it's it's week after week after week now that he's missing chances that he just has to score. And at some point, if he's not putting them in, you've got to say like, well, how long do you wait? How long do you wait? Yeah,
1: but I mean, well, let's talk about the support in general because then I I think Shelby played all right tonight. I'll give him a solid six or seven out of ten. And you have people around us screaming their head off and saying not good enough. No, it's like listen. He, I mean, McLaren took you and the only other central midfielder off. There you go, John Drew. The, your, that, that's yours now, central midfield. Yeah, Everton have got three men playing that position. I move Wijnaldum yeah. inside. One yeah, again, him. who would what? Wijnaldum was a... No one again. No one's having a go. Wijnaldum fun for not touching the ball like. I at am at a, having a go. No, Wynialdham we are. Wynialdham but Wynialdham in the general the fans or? like no no one. Everyone's good. You know, Mess hits a pass. Shelby, man. Wijnaldum doesn't put a foot in or or it doesn't like. It's it's just, just generally pathetic for ninety minutes. And, and nothing gets said. But let's talk about the end tonight,
4: lads. What are your thoughts on another floor? One of the things I was going to say about that is that I was sort of thinking about this when we were in the ground and people were criticising the players. It's because nobody really believes that McLaren's going to get the sack. Yeah. Like in years gone by, there would have been people kicking off, like saying, you, "Probably you sacked in the morning, or you don't know what you're doing." But there's none of that tonight because everyone just knows that Lee Charnley just he isn't going to sack McLaren so what do you do then well it, it's the players the players get the stick um, it, it's just
1: <laughs> sorry Si's falling asleep in the back of the car can we just say well, he's, his, his behaviour was ridiculous <laughs> he was the only one who was probably mortal um, so
4: he's, it's, yeah, I think it just ends up going on the players and when maybe they, they don't deserve it because it's the manager's fault but because no one really believes that the manager's going to get fired, you need to feel like you need to blame someone and that inevitably ends up being the players. Making um, yeah,
2: I, I guess that's right. My, I, my thoughts on the away end as a whole today are very, very negative. Um, there was. There wasn't many of us there Everton's a terrible ground to go to for away fans but it was really it was really overcrowded where we were to the point where we got moved by the stewards um, there's no there's no there's not really a possibility to build up atmosphere because in park it's just it, it's just not really that possible but at the same time there was loads of just fadgy singing stupid pointless songs I don't talk about too many earrings yeah. for game Everton. <laughs> Yeah, like people just kicking off like un- to an unnecessary extent about tiny little things that people did wrong on the pitch, and there's no there's no support. That that's the kind of away end that I hate being in. Yeah. It's it's not one that's normal that you normally get in mean, a midweek away game, especially one that's at Everton or why
4: aren't they at school?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Yeah, it was it was just like no offence to these lads because at least they're making the effort and go in the game but it was just loads of like school kid raggies thinking they were the big man it's the kind of a way and you normally get pockets of a Wigan or you used to get a Blackburn where it's close you can go on the bus for 15 quid and the tickets for them are, or you know like 12 quid or whatever it was it was awful it wasn't a pleasant way into being at all but
4: not. Nothing was fun about it. That's it to you. It's one of my, I think that's one of the least favourite away games I've been to. Like the atmosphere was rubbish, the mat was rubbish and uh
1: thankfully I've had great company though. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Why who've you met? Uh, James Milner. James Milner, <laughs> yeah. James BC well he walked past he walked past us in the service station never built. we in a full tracksuit.
2: Yeah. Top to bottom. Do you not agree though? That's like, that's it's that kind of away end that makes you that sometimes makes you think like. It. Oh. It's, well, not, it's not it's not good following any castle away sometimes. No, it's
1: not there's a lot of books on those. I mean this is so hypocritical because we do a podcast and a radio show. But these blokes loved the sound of their own voice. Like I was like, <laughs> lads, just give it a right. Obviously we talked during the match and we're like, that was poor. I mean I said to Ben after the first twenty minutes, I said we've not had a we've not had a shot, we've not been close to the goal, what we're talking about tactics players, but we talked amongst ourselves often because we're saying quite uh, intelligent things, people get involved in our conversations, What we done to them, with the amount of blokes who just spout off, like, garbage, and like, there was one bloke who kept calling John Joe Shelby Tondo, and he never, for 90 minutes, he never, ever let up, constantly, the same joke over and over again. There was a bloke behind me, who was effing and blinding because someone knocked his, like, nine-year-old daughter, you the, the lad didn't mean it was in the castle away on a Wednesday night, man. Chances are you're going to get a couple of blokes who've had a drink. They were a bit worse for wear and it's effing and blinding. And it's just like... I don't know. These are dark times in my opinion. I, I feel I feel very... Uh, I, I, I'll say that I, I disliked a lot of people in that away in a night. Like you said, these young men, young lads who were only in my mid-twenties so I'm not... Uh, you know, we're not talking about things were different in our day, but...
5: But well, things were different but in Things day. were different
1: when I was 17, 18, 10 years ago on the road or whatever. You, you didn't get groups of aggressive kids all wearing the same clothes and just acting out, really. It's just there's no need for it. It's like, what are you what are you playing at, lads? Um,
5: I haven't had an enjoyable away game yet. <laughs> it's, it's just every time it's just rubbish. I hate I hate coming away games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: done. Mickey, I'm sorry, Don. Mickey made a really good point, Morgan, on the grounds. Um, well, I think I made a good point <laughs> to, to Mickey's question when he was like, "How many decent away days have you had compared to the rubbish, the proper rubbish like tonight, where you've got to you've got to uh, put up with and a, and then we'll talk." But well, what do you mean by rubbish? And he means like a really bad defeat when you castle a rubbish, and I made the point of me whole time watching your castle away from home. I can, I just, I can think on one hand the amount of performances we've put in and still got beat. When Newcastle play badly with that kind of team, we'll get beat. We're not like teams who come to St James and think they were awful and they've got a point or they've nicked three points. Newcastle are just always rubbish away from home. I'm thinking the Sun underway this year, Man City 2010 or something, and maybe Man so U. Well, I want to see Newcastle got beat off Bolton in two thousand and four, five, my first ever away game. When uh, Newcastle went good, but they're, they're probably the better side in the game. I can't, I just can't think of any games. I don't know if any listeners can or you lads can. Right, right, we've actually got to put in a performance away from home. Gone now. Normally we'll have to play really, really well to win. Yeah. I'm um, just where, where was the good point in that, dogger because he was saying well, like, what, what? like, Not not just He basically said Don't just think about Getting beat away from home You're basically Where you're going You play rubbish My point is We'll always play rubbish Away uh, from home So you can't
5: separate the two uh, No it's it's just I, I mean We still don't have a plan Away from home Teams Premier League teams Have a plan They go and set up and. West Brom have a plan so And they they, they they make themselves Tough to beat They don't worry about Going and things like trying to attack in like a certain way or sort of setting out, so they they just they just know how to shut down a team. And there's a lot of professional. I would say it's professionalism. There's a lot of professional teams in this league that just know how to do the basics by just keeping things compact and not giving gifting teams like really easy opportunities by like, keeping things tight, staying like compact in midfield, not. Either drop, sort of dropping so deep that there's no space for the attack, and they've, they've got to play, play through them, or sort of pressing and pushing up and and, make, and sort of pressing the, the opposition there to, to for, sort of force them to to create like a, sort of a, an unbelievable goal. I think that's a good point because Newcastle played too deep away from home, but we we'll play not
1: deep enough. So that we, we still get balls played in behind yeah, us exactly. <laughs> and players can run on you. So Newcastle's on the wayside, but well, we don't we don't really ever have any pace in the team, so we don't play on the counter-attack. We don't uh, play direct football and get you know get the ball in the right areas at the top of the pitch. We don't play long ball. We don't um Carl's time we to take a break. No thanks Carl. We've got plenty of maths to do yet. <laughs> um the don't uh, don't sit deep in. Yeah, they or... don't deny players opposition team space. They don't try and like play for set pieces or waste time. They don't uh, attack. Don't keep possession. <laughs> what What is the plan away from home? Like even at home, but especially away from home. What has McLaren told that team tonight? Right lads, go out there and I don't
5: know, just see how it goes, and I'll see at time. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's, it's not like. So no. just quickly that. Uh, good, good managers as well, and we always say like you can tell teams come with a plan against Newcastle. Stop the best players from playing. Yeah, exactly. Professional teams in the Premier League, they'll take away your best players, and it happens time and time again. I've never seen Newcastle like stop an individual from getting like a game on. Of- uh, Lukaku and um, Bartley tonight were given free reign Lukaku had every whenever he wanted. He, he could put the, ball- the long ball up to him. His movement was good that he was getting on the end of everything, but they basically just let let him go in and win the ball. Didn't didn't try and challenge him. Um, and I've I've seen it a couple of times this season where we just allow balls played into strikers and we just we basically let them do what they want and it's just so easy for them and it, it puts teams in really good positions because they, they get behind the midfield and they're up against a very slow defence um, where then this midfield runners sort of attacking in the pick off. Bartley had just free reign on the pitch tonight, um, just to pick up the spaces he wanted to, um, and it was just so easy for him. Set half set mainly, one side had of gone off as well. He was constantly getting him, getting onto the back four, and he was either sliding balls in or I mean, Kone, I don't know how he's not scored a hat trick tonight. Uh-huh. Like Bartley's put at least two or three gr- brilliant chances like on a plate for him, oh. and he's missed. It's just, it's just you need to be able to like limit the best players on an opposing team with a plan and we just never have one on on Barkley you'd have you've, you've learned their lesson from the last game exactly.
4: where he just he just took the mick out of us like, he had so much time just like dominated the game and uh, what you were saying before Dodds like, West Brom will come to us on Saturday with a plan I don't believe that Steve McLaren has a plan for Saturday Like he's probably not even started thinking about it yet he's just going to tell the lads to go out and keep doing what he's been telling them to do but not anything specifically tailored to to West Brom, like to beating West Brom, it'll just be this is this is how I want us to play, which is a still a slight mystery to everyone who watches Newcastle.
5: I think To be fair to it, i just quickly before you jump at me, I don't think we need a plan against West Brom. If you told me who were the players to like look out for in West Brom's team, I couldn't really pick out an, an, a standout individual like better teams have the good teams have them. West Brom are just very like they're solid and they work hard but there's not an individual that we would need to sort of particularly shut down plays, yeah. But, yeah, so but Rondon but, and Barahino well Barahino doesn't play he's Like scored he's, two at the weekend again in the FA Cup but he hasn't been playing much this season um, which is why I wanted to move away Rondon I think has been out um, hasn't been playing much but it's just the the, the, the the they'll like just set out to be difficult and it, it'll be a typical away performance at St oh, James wow. where they'll They'll just come in, they'll not particularly look to, they'll, they'll just look to frustrate way and wait for, for Newcastle to sort of crumble under the pressure. But it's, it's, it's the games against bigger teams where we need to go and do that at teams and we just never have it. Make me sorry what you're going to say? Yeah, you'd, you'd like to think
2: that at least there was a mentality at the club of, well, we're going to play our game. Um, we don't need to. We don't need to adapt the way we're going to play this game based on who we're playing against. But that's not the case. That's not the case at all. We just don't. We don't set up any game with any defined sort of purpose or plan whatsoever. Not. We're not reacting to to who we're playing against, but we're also not reacting to the personnel we've got in our own squad. It's just. It's almost like you just wonder what's going on during the week, don't you? What, are, what What's Steve saying to them on a Thursday? Is he saying? Is he saying anything at all? Is he saying go and do this, this, and this? Is he just saying, yeah. just, just go and have have a decent time? Which what what what's happening? What there's nothing. Which is sort of what
4: I feel like is going on, and you know I think Ben might be doing West Brom a slight disservice when you think like we should have a plan for James McLean. Like yeah. he's not the, he's not the best player in the world, but we should have a plan to deal with him. I mean, if he's running a Paul Dummett at the weekend or whoever ends up playing left back, that that could is a potential nightmare for us and we need to think about these things yeah it's all very well and good having you know players like Andros Townsend and thinking you know we've got good players we play our way we'll win but equally there's no easy games in the Premier League and people like James McLean Calum McMahon who plays Huno uh, and Rondon they need to be taken seriously and uh, I'm
6: not sure that McLaren does think about these things Hello uh, it's Alex here finally back uh, from Liverpool uh, just to let you know, we recorded another f- further fifteen minutes of the show, but as we're driving back, the microphone, the microphone unplugged. So you have had the quite sad scenario of five, is that five? Yeah, five lads in a car talking about football into a microphone uh, which isn't plugged in, which is probably some kind of uh, looking glass into our future. But never mind. Thanks for listening, sorry the show isn't an hour long if you listen on Radio Northumberland normally obviously the show would be an hour um, but it's only 45 minutes because of what I just mentioned thanks to everyone who listens, Uh, follow us at TF Weekly Pod thanks to the guy who left us a 5 star review on Twitter Twitter, uh, iTunes, much appreciated Uh, and we'll be back next week on Monday with an in-depth look at the West Brom game and uh, yeah obviously fingers crossed for that one because it's an absolutely massive game uh, which we, we discussed but we didn't record uh, and we'll also looked at the fixtures after that one final push for uh, looks like the next true faith quiz that we do is going to be let's have a look at the dates uh, friday the 19th of february uh, so get involved phoenix axes i think for that we're going to put up um one space in their executive box at st james's park so you get to watch Newcastle castle get beat but there's loads of free alcohol and stuff like that and everyone who plays in the quiz get in touch let us know if you can make it and if that day works because we only do the quizzes for you the listeners to get involved uh, live on radio northumberland friday the 19th at seven o'clock Thanks for listening, sorry it's been a bit depressed, uh, depressing, we kind of talked the other day about how when we first started doing this podcast Newcastle was still rubbish, but we used to have a lot more of a, well a lot more fun and a bit more of a laugh, we're going to try and start doing it again because we've been listening back to some of the podcasts, and it is just us being really really miserable a lot of the time, but then again, this is Newcastle United, thanks.